Welcome into the back room of politics. Today uh, we're at the field days in Hamilton, or just south of Hamilton. Uh, a wonderful agricultural event where there is a celebration of all things that come off the land. And at a time when, uh, you know, we've just had a, a, an adverse balance of payments uh, figure coming out to us, it's the rural sector that we're going to look to to try and get ourselves out of uh, the hole that New Zealand is rapidly uh, driving its way into. Uh, one of the success stories on the agricultural front, on the horticultural front, uh, is Zespran. Today I'm joined by uh, Bruce Cameron, who's chair of uh, Zespran New Zealand, uh, and Michael Fox, who is their uh, government relations and communications uh, uh, person. So Bruce, uh, you've been in the industry a very long time. Not that I age you, I just uh, have been in politics a long time, so I've known you a long time. And uh, tell me, how did you get started on it? Um, well, first of all, uh, my background is I come from an intergenerational farming family and um, off the broad acre, uh, and that's um, been around sheep and cattle and dairying. Uh, and then um, in the uh, 70s, we saw the activities of um, the kiwi fruit industry, uh, you know, the, the, the genesis of that um, starting um, in terms of exporting uh, to Japan. And obviously, being a Tipuki boy myself, um, there became uh, we became aware of you know the opportunities that, that that were developing for us to diversify. So, yeah, we I remember planting our first block of kiwi fruit in about 1978. Right, quite a time back. Um, and uh, you'd have obviously just been shortly out of school at that stage. But um, uh, you were saying too that in those early days, the export numbers were very very low. Yeah, I remember it was quite a milestone. I can't remember which year it was, but um, it was a big story around the town when um, we exported uh, uh, one million trays. And I think in those days we were getting the extraordinary prices that we were getting was because Japan was pretty much taking it all. Right, and today you're exporting as an industry? Yeah, absolutely. We're, what are we? We're, we're about um, 185 million at the moment on a very low crop year. Um, but we should be, um, if we have a, uh, if Mother Nature is kind to us over the next um, several months, um, we should be up around 220 million uh, next year. So uh, we'll be back on track. That's a phenomenal uh, growth rate over that period of time. Michael, you've been with uh, Zespri a few years now, uh, coming in from a, a journalist background and uh, also a long history in, in rural communities. Uh, what attracted you to a job at uh, Zespri and why do you stay there? That's not this sort of big question. Ask me that in front of the chairman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, well, I think so. You know, before this, I was working in politics, and there's a similar sort of motivation. I think like it's an industry which does a lot of good for New Zealand. Uh, it's an industry which you know, advocates really strongly for New Zealand internationally and brings a lot of value back to New Zealand communities uh, with a really sort of you know focused um, you know uh, grower base. So it's a really interesting industry that the opportunity in front of us is really significant. Um, but it means you know we get to spend some time engaging with governments from around the world uh, as well as in New Zealand and thinking through you know, how do we create more value for New Zealand. Um, you know, even when we're facing all of these challenges, the, you know, the rising climate and, and rising costs, it is a tough time for growers, but lots of opportunity as well. Bruce was telling me earlier that when they uh, hit the million trays, was it Bruce, I mean, yep. about 78, uh, that they had uh, massive parties to celebrate. You know, I guess with a 185 million, even in a bad year, Michael, you must have a big job uh, putting all these parties together. 
Uh, yeah, there's a few of those. Fortunately, we have some people who are very good at putting parties on. The industry has had a lot to celebrate over the years. Uh, but also, I think, you know, fair to say this year, also over the last couple of years, um, driven by things like, you know, COVID and the labour shortage and the climate challenge, a few uh, sort of challenging, um, a couple of challenging years as well. But um, you know, I think we just keep, you know, looking forward to the future, dealing with the challenges now, but focused on, on where to go. Yeah, look, I only raise that because I think it's important to uh, celebrate success. Uh, so, Bruce, you're saying it's been a, a less than ideal year, uh, but you've also seen the development this year of the red variety, mm. which I think is quite extraordinary. Tell us a bit about how that's come about. Yeah, we've got an extensive breeding program at Sesbury. Uh, we have um, a, a budget uh, of around about $30 million a year that we invest in. Uh, we have a, uh, our own breeding uh, entity called um, the KBC, the Kiwifruit Breeding Centre, and that's a joint venture between Zespri and Plant and Food. Uh, and what we're wanting to do there is expedite uh, these um, plant varieties, these new plant varieties, and uh, we were very excited a couple of years ago to be able to release uh, the Red 19. Uh, it's it's not an easy um, uh, fruit to grow in terms of kiwi fruit. You've got to be a very focused grower with um, ideally um, climatic conditions which uh, suit the uh, suit the plant a lot more, and you've got to have very um, very well trained uh, vine management staff. So uh, out there in the market um, and the consumer doesn't see, you know, the the the, uh, the hard work that goes into getting it into the market, of course. But uh, the consumer loves it, and um, so this year, you know, the returns that uh, the red is going to give those growers is great. We just need to work work on a few things back here in New Zealand. We've got to get the yield up. Um, and we're looking at other ways of how we can uh, take advantage of um, bringing more value back into New Zealand from that. So it's, it's a really exciting um, development for us, and we've got we've got other varieties um, in train as well. So and, and the the yellow is a massive success as well. I understand. Yeah, the sun gold. Look, we. Yeah, well, what's your ratio now? Green and gold. Um, so well, this this year we're. We're obviously down to around under just under 40 million trays of green, which is um, it's, that's a, a figure that should be up around 60. Uh, and then with our with our gold, we're sitting up around 85, and you know we should be really uh, another 25, 30 million up on that. Um, so you know the, 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 the I think when we first started out after PSA. Um, we had around about uh, 20 to 25 percent of growers that were gold growers. Uh, 16A uh, was the old one before it got the PSA, the disease. But if I look at where we are now, uh, over 60 percent of um, the growers in the industry have got um, some hectares, some area of gold. Right. So uh, uh, hopefully the red is something that develops to grow the industry as well. I think. Uh, did you say before it was around 300,000 trays this year of red kiwi fruit? Uh, you know, goodness knows what sort of uh, uh, you'll have to organise, Michael, when they get to a million trays of red. But uh, tell me about the, the farmers out in the field. That the, are they horticulturists? Are they farmers? Are they orchardists? What do you like to be called? Um, I think what we've seen um, over the last oh, a dozen years is certainly quite a change in the the profile of the ownership uh, of our orchards. Um, uh, traditionally, uh, back when you know I started growing kiwi fruit, um, it was it was all about um, orchardists that perhaps had citrus or 
um, avocados and so they started trying a bit of kiwi fruit and it grew from there. Then I think it developed uh, further where you had dairy farms so we had change of land use uh, and, and so you know dairy farmers just putting in um, you know the front paddock uh, into a bit of kiwi fruit five hectares and it's sort of grown from there and, and of course now where we are we've got um, those profiles plus syndicates um, out there you know uh, you know the man in the street can can invest in fifty thousand dollar units through the likes of um, my farm or origin capital or any of the syndicates out there that are offered so it's a, it's a game for everybody which is absolutely the intention of um, of, of Zespri. Uh, Michael um if you think about the, the whole history of, of the kiwi fruit, uh, my childhood recollections are that uh, seasonally you've got Chinese gooseberries which were imported and I think it's from those that you've seen the development of, uh, of the, what, we, what we call the kiwi fruit now, quite a different um, uh, end product if you like. Uh, it raises the issue of um, uh, how the genetics of, of uh, uh, you know, horticultural farming in the future is going to look. What's the view of Zespri on that, uh, on the particular issue of um, gene editing, which is quite a different thing to uh, to GMO? Sure. Well, so the kiwi fruit, first kiwi fruit came to seeds, came to New Zealand in the early 1800s. Uh, it was a teacher called a teacher from Wanganui called Isabel Fraser who brought them over and uh, and planted them in New Zealand, and that was sort of the genesis of the industry we know today. We have the world's largest kiwi fruit breeding program with 100,000 seedlings in there at any one time and we're looking for the next sun gold or the next ruby red. Uh, you know, what's, what sort of variety is going to attract new consumers to the category, uh, what will grow in a wider variety of locations, what might grow in a more sustainable manner, um, but what will ultimately create value for New Zealand growers. So we have a really successful breeding partnership there that, that Bruce mentioned earlier. We also, so I think we, so it is a natural breeding program now. One of the, it is an interesting discussion now on gene editing uh, and the new gene technologies that might help us to breed high value varieties faster. Uh, we think it's a good conversation to have, um, you know, one we need to have a serious conversation about uh, as a country. And it's not just us, you're seeing it in other markets as well, in the EU and in other places. Uh, but we also need to consider what the consumers think of that. So is we it, need to be Is it fair to, to say that um, gene editing is effectively um, using science to speed up what what might be uh, generations of, of uh, uh, natural selection of plant stock to get a better fruit product? It is, you can speed up a natural process essentially. Right, so it's not uh, as some people used to think of it as uh, you know, putting um, uh, potato or frog genes into potatoes, I think was the classic mm. uh, years ago. I used to be uh, hearing that all the time. Uh, so we're definitely not talking about that stuff, but we are talking about uh, using the the, uh, uh, the wonders of the natural kiwi fruit uh, to produce an even better product. That's it, and I think we do need to be careful when we have that conversation. Really understand the science and what it means, uh, because you know we need to educate ourselves. Uh, you know, the, obviously New Zealanders need to be comfortable, and consumers and markets need to be comfortable as well. One of the things we've uh, heard in recent days is the uh, sort of debate going on about uh, nitrogen loading of soils, etc. Uh, how much does it, I can understand how that affects uh, dairy farms mm. and how it affects beef and, and sheep farms, but how much does that affect uh, a kiwi fruit grower? Um, so on orchard fertiliser use um, is, is pretty minimal, you know, uh, it's not a, we're not, um, we're not great clients of the fertiliser companies. Um, we, we balance the, the soils with um, nutrients which, um, you know, adjust and, and ensure the, the plant health. 
Um, but we're an industry that uses a lot of compost. Um, we use um, uh, foliage uh, sprays, uh, seaweed sprays. Um, we, you know, we're quite innovative in terms of how we see plant health. Um, and to be straight up, nitrogen is not something that we apply, uh, choose to supply um, lightly because all it does actually is promote a whole lot of um, growth, leaf growth, and that in turn uh, creates darkness under the vines, which then um, stifles photosynthesis, uh, and um, carbohydrates don't get to the don't get to the fruit the same. Um, so, and of course, what it does is add huge labour costs. So, um, nitrogen is not something that we look at uh, as some sort of magic uh, solution for for uh, yields at all. In fact. Um, you know, we're very careful about uh, how we use it, um, and we only use it sparsely. Forgive my uh, ignorance, but is, is a kiwi fruit vine deciduous? So uh, a, ki a kiwi fruit vine, yeah, it, it, it shoots its um, leaves uh, around about um, uh, November, uh, and uh, then takes through the uh, takes it through to, and then the vines, the leaves start dropping off the vines. Um, actually a couple of good frosts at home and so the, the leaves are starting to fall now. But the carbohydrates that the leaves uh, are producing that, are, that uh, the plant will store in the roots, um, that, that's, uh, that's going on right through um, the summer, uh, through to the, the, the um, early autumn. Michael, what's the uh, international profile of Zespri these days? Uh, and uh, look, I heard something the other day that you're looking at uh, some collaboration in India, which uh, I think is quite exciting. Mm. Well, tell us a bit about that. So, as you know, India is a real focus for the country at the moment. It is the world's now the world's most populous country, uh, and also one of the world's fastest growing large economies. So, a huge opportunity there for those who are able to improve their trade with India and their market access to India. Uh, the Indian government's been uh, there's been really positive uh, increased engagement lately, but we are probably coming to it a bit late, and we've got quite a bit of work to do to strengthen that relationship to create opportunities for New Zealand businesses. One of the ways we're going to have to do that is outside of an FTA. I think if we're realistic, New Zealand's not um, you know not going to get an FTA with India anytime soon. The whole world wants access to India, and they have other priorities, but they are open to innovative ways to strengthen the trade relationship. So we've been working with. Um, you know, with uh, the business community and with the government uh, and with the Indian government to on a project to essentially support local growers uh, in return for improved market access in the form of a tariff relief. We think if we can remove that tariff, it, re it opens up a huge opportunity for us and actually a platform for other New Zealand exporters to follow and something to build uh, build the trade relationship off. So something that works for both you know India and New Zealand and would add a lot of value. I think that's uh, quite brilliant Ed, because. Uh you know, the idea that you just turn up to a market and say, hey, look, we want a free trade agreement, we want this and we want that. And in New Zealand's case, I think there's a, an undue emphasis, uh, although it's important, an undue emphasis on insisting that dairy is in every uh, free trade agreement. I think what you're doing, so presumably, if you're assisting local growers, uh, they'll be growing in a season that's different to the New Zealand season? Correct. They're kind of seasonal to us. and. I think that's the, uh, you know, so we would work with Plant and Food Research who have experience around the world of working with local horticulture industries. Uh, so we would work with them to deliver that support, but part of the, the beauty of it is uh, India is counter-seasonal to us. So, you know, Plant and Food Research would work with these growers to support improved production and supply chain performance. Uh, and then obviously if we are investing in India to grow the category, we will invest in creating
in demand. So it supports those local growers in market as well uh, and delivers real benefits for the New Zealand kiwifruit uh, community. And Look, hopefully New Zealand, like I say, hopefully it's a platform that New Zealand can build that, um, you know, build the trading relationship off. I think it's a good model. I'm sure you're uh, uh, going to encourage uh, Zeshbury Bruce to, to get right into that and to do well with it. So I think uh, you are one of New Zealand's great success stories, uh, an industry that, as you've just pointed out before, in the early 70s really didn't exist as an export industry uh, and now massive. Yeah, look, we've come a long way since those early days of just supplying um, Japan. Uh, we have some. Um, uh, we have a, we have a very strong strategic vision of um, ensuring that uh, markets continue to open. Um, we uh, are always opening beachheads. One uh, one of our uh, an example of that are beachheads, for example, in Vietnam. Um, interestingly enough, we don't do much in the United Kingdom. Um, we are now looking um, also uh, pumping uh, the tyres up in, in North America. Uh, which is now actually our second highest OGR return for green uh, and, and very strong uh, in terms of um, the gold returns as well. So um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually about um, ensuring that you've got diversification so that if, any, if the balloon were to go up uh, in any one of those markets and we couldn't supply that we can, um, our market mix will ensure that we can spread the crop globally around the rest of our markets. Well, I think you're telling a wonderful story here at uh, Field Days. I know you're off to a growers' meeting shortly. I'm sure they'll uh, be greeting you in a very friendly manner because of the way in which the, the board's managed to lead the industry over a long period of time. So can I uh, thank both uh, Bruce Cameron and Michael Fox for joining us here in the back room of politics, talking about one of New Zealand's greatest uh, agricultural, horticultural successes, Zespri. Thank you. Thank you for having us.